So good morning listeners and welcome to Sacred Space here in West Limit 102 Local Radio. My name is John Keely. Thank you again for joining me this morning. And this the 24th of June. It's the Nativity of the Birth of St. John the Baptist. Of course, joining me as usual on the other end of the Skype line, I'd like to welcome onto the programme Shane Ambrose. How are you, Shane? Good morning, John. How are we keeping? Good. Thanks a lot for joining me this morning. And of course, as promised, this week to tell us all about World Meeting of Families 2018, we've got the Limerick representative to join us this morning. Ema Williams, good morning to you. How are you? Good morning, John. Thanks for having me here. Thanks for morning. It's not the first time you've been. I think you've been on once or twice before. So Ema's going to say join us in part two and uh, also help us out with the gospel maybe later on, a little reflection. But in the meantime, thanks a lot to everybody who's uh, joining us this morning. Especially those people who are sick, those people who are struggling, those people who have got some health issues. I've met a few people now during the week. One particular lady who's got a diagnosis of breast cancer there recently, so I would ask you to keep her in, in prayer. And also um, there's a lady, a very good friend of ours uh, locally, who's uh, awaiting tests uh, within the next few weeks. So those and, and a lot of other people maybe who, who are sick and struggling with some health, health issues, maybe they're lonely. Maybe they're on their own, maybe they're housebound, maybe they can't get out of the house this morning. So we hope we'll bring you some good news this morning. And um, please stay with us again for the rest of this hour, where we'll, as, it, as I say, part two, um, we'll have Emma there to share with us, and part three, of course, we'll read and reflect on the Word of God this morning, the Sunday Gospel. This programme, as usual, as you know at this stage, goes out again at 11pm tonight, and West Limit 102 Local Radio. It's also available as a podcast on our blog, which is www.sacredspace102.blogspot.com and also on iTunes by searching Come and See. <clears throat> of course, if you want to contact the station at all or, or contact the program at all, you can do so by email and that's on sacredspace102 at gmail.com. That's sacredspace102 at gmail.com. Or you can text us and text us at 87 Six zero eight eight six six seven. So you can text us here in the program, oh eight seven six zero eight eight six six seven. Just to remind people again, this program actually is not being broadcast live at ten a.m. on a Sunday morning. It's been recorded midweek. So just in case somebody texts on a Sunday morning and is wondering why they're not getting a reply, well, now you know the reason why. So to start us off with the program as usual, Shane, you've got some celestial guides or saints to guide us for the week this week. Sure. Sure, John. So as you said, today is the feast day, or the solemnity rather, of the Nativity of St. John the Baptist. For those that keep, so want to keep track of these things, that means we have six months to Christmas Eve, folks. Uh, <laughs> so then, uh, for those praying the Psalter this week, which we're on week four, um, so Monday is the feast day. I, would, I had to go a bit digging for this one. So Monday we dug out one, a lady called Dorothy of Montu. Uh, she's a blessed. And she was one, a peasant, one of nine children, married at the age of 17 to a wealthy swordsmith, uh, associated very much with uh, Prague in the Czech Republic. Uh, she had nine children, sadly only one of whom survived, and that daughter became a Benedictine nun. Eventually, um, she had a very difficult marriage, uh, suffered abuse from her husband, and then she went on pilgrimage to Rome. And while she was there, she got sick and had to stay for a few weeks. And then her husband died. And so when she came back, she entered a Benedictine monastery and very much associated with the uh, adoration of the Eucharist. So that's on Monday. Then on Tuesday, we have a famous one. 
a heavy hitter in terms of uh, things in the church, and that is the feast day of St. Josie Maria Escriva. Josie Maria Escriva, of course, is known as the founder of Opus Dei, a Spanish saint, uh, very much associated with, uh, uh, with Spain. Um, as a young man, he saw the bare footprints left in the snow by a monk, which encouraged him into the religious life. His father died in 1924, and he had to support the family for quite a number of years, although he was ordained priest himself in 1925. Um, he moved to Madrid, where he studied law, and then after a profound, what was described as a profound spiritual retreat, he founded Opus Dei in October 1928. And the idea and the, the kind of the charism behind Opus Dei is to provide a new way for the faithful, the lay faithful, to sanctify themselves in the midst of the world to their work and fulfillment of their personal family and social duties. So that's uh, Jose Maria Escriva. So his feast day is on the 26th of uh, June. Then on the 27th of June, we have two feast days. As it happens, John, as you mentioned, um, Our Lady of Perpetual Help, the 27th of June actually happens to be her feast day. Uh, so that's on uh, Wednesday. It also happens to be the feast day of St. Cyril of Antioch. Uh, he is, was a patriarch of Antioch, or the, kind of the, the head bishop or archbishop of, Ant- of Alexandria. Sorry, I beg your pardon. St. Cyril of Alexandria, uh, which, is in, in, which is in Egypt. And he was famous for having fought against the heresy of uh, Nestus, Nestorius, who, did, who divided the divinity and the humanity of Christ. And Cyril was very much involved with the Council of Ephesus. Um, so he died in um, 444. And of course, the main thing about the Council of Ephesus was it declared that Mary was the mother of God, which is why that council is so important in church history. Then on the 28th of uh, June, that's Thursday, we have the feast day of St. Irenaeus of Lyon in France. Uh, he was Bishop of Lyon, worked and wrote against another heresy called Gnosticism, or Gnosticism, and very much promoted uh, the the unity of the Old Testament. And he's considered the first great Western ecclesiastical writer and theologian. And he is also uh, a father of the church, what's called a father of the church for his writings, and also is a martyr, and he was martyred in 202 in Lyon in France. Then on Friday, it's one of the heavy-hitting feasts of the month of June. It's the 29th of June. It used to be a public uh, holy day of obligation in Ireland. Uh, it's the feast. It's the solemnity of St. Peter and Paul. So, of course, it's celebrating the two great apostles of Rome, associated with Rome, I should say. So, St. Peter, of course, the, the originally called Simon, the fisherman, who, of course, became the prince of apostles and the leader of the apostles. And then, of course, St. Paul, formerly known as Saul, the Pharisee, who became the apostle to the Gentiles. And it's interesting, of course, we obviously associate, uh, obviously, St. Peter's is, Peter is associated with, obviously, St. Peter's Basilica in Rome, which is, uh, by tradition, built over where St. Peter was buried. And, of course, St. Paul outside the walls is obviously associated uh, where St. Paul was buried after his martyrdom in Rome by having his head uh, chopped off as well. So that's the big solemnity we celebrate on Friday, the feast day of St. Peter and Paul. And then, finally, on Saturday... Uh, which is 30th of June, and his very traditional feast is the Feast of the First Martyrs of Rome, which always follows that of St. Peter and Paul. And these are the martyrs of Rome that died under the Emperor Nero uh, in the year 64. And they are always commemorated the day after St. Peter and Paul. So that's what we have, John, on this week's uh, liturgical calendar. Thanks a lot, Natasha. 
as you mentioned there, just remind me again, uh, the Redemptists are uh, having a celebration uh, this Wednesday actually coming. The Redemptists are celebrating 150 years of devotion to Our Lady of Perpetual Help here in Limerick. So this year, on Wednesday next, the 27th, the Feast of Our Lady of Perpetual Help, there'll be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to venerate their famous Limerick icon, close-up. The icon will be taken from the shrine for veneration at the high altar. Uh, the, sorry, it'll be taken from the shrine for veneration at the high altar. So the church uh, is open for, from 7.30am to 8.30pm, and Masses uh, will be, take place at 8am, 10am and 7.15. So that's Wednesday next, the 27th, uh, all day, uh, the Feast of Our Lady of Perpetual Help, to venerate um, the shrine of uh, the, the, the the famous Lumic icon. And of course, we thank the, the, the Redemptors for a beautiful week, a novena enjoyed by all. Um, certainly for the few times that I was in, there, there, was, there was plenty of people there. Uh, I, I, I found the preaching very good, and I found the singing, especially the congregational singing, it's one of the things that always enthuses me uh, to, to be there every year, to hear people, um, us all joining in in the congregational singing. It's a wonderful, uplifting event. Now, also the Redemptist, um, this afternoon, actually, at 3 p.m., there's a Ukrainian Redemptist, Father Andrei Olinik, will celebrate a Greek-Catholic Byzantine-Ukrainian Divine Liturgy. That's a mouthful shine. A Greek-Catholic Byzantine-Ukrainian Divine Liturgy in the, in the Redemptist Church, Lumic, and that'll take place at 3 p.m. this afternoon. You might know a little bit about that yourself, do you, Sean? Yeah, he's a member of the Redemptist community from the Ukraine. And in the Ukraine, uh, we have a church called the Ukrainian Greek Catholic Church. It's the largest um, church in the Catholic Church after our own um, church, which is the Latin Rite. So what, what that means in English is Catholics in Ireland, we're used to celebrating our liturgies and, and celebrating and having masses and things in a particular, what's called a particular rite, and it's called the Latin Rite. But there are 23 other churches around the world which do celebrate their liturgies differently, but all together we all make up the Catholic Church and accept the Pope as the symbol of unity of the Church. So the Ukrainian Greek Catholic Church is one of the, the largest of those other churches, uh, suffered much persecution, particularly under Stalin and the Soviets, and is is uh, rebuilding itself in the Ukraine uh, after after the fall of communism. It's it, this the services that's going to be conducted. It will be it will be in um, in the Byzantine tradition, which is the, the the Orthodox tradition, and it's a lovely, it's a beautiful tradition. It's a very ancient tradition, very different in many respects to how we celebrate our our masses. Uh, and if people could go along, it would it would be quite an experience, I, I, I suspect, and just uh, just to just to just to see and to participate in it. And I think John, we we're going to have an interview at some stage with Father in relation to that. Yeah, Father Father Andrew very kindly um, spent about twenty five minutes with me there during the week this week. So later on during the summer, we'll play uh, his vocation story. Very interesting, as you say, even the times challenging times during the Soviet times when, of course, they were not allowed publicly to celebrate or pray. So at this part of the programme, just before we go for our first bit of music, and because today we're going to be speaking about the World Meeting of Families coming up, um, maybe, um, Amy, you might be able to pray this prayer, please, for the World Meeting of Families. Thank you. God, our Father, we are brothers and sisters in Jesus, your Son, one family in the spirit of your love. 
Bless us with the joy of love. Make us patient and kind, gentle and generous, welcoming to those in need. Help us to live your forgiveness and peace. Protect all families with your loving care, especially those for whom we now pray. Increase our faith, strengthen our hope, keep us safe in your love. Make us always grateful for the gift of life that we share. This we ask through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Mary, Mother and Guide, pray for us. Saint Joseph, Father and Protector, pray for us. Saints Joachim and Anne, pray for us. Saints Louis and Zelie Martin, pray for us. Pray for us. Thank you so much for that, Emma. So, of course, that is the official um, family prayer for the Well Meeting of Families 2018, and we might pray that a bit more often here on the programme. So now we'll go for our first bit of music, and this morning, especially because of all those people who we've been touching base with during the week who are ill and struggling with health problems and so on and so forth, we, might, we thought there might be a beautiful piece of music to play today. This one is by Carrie Landry, and this one is entitled Lay Your Hands Gently on Us. So let's hear this. Lay your hands gently upon us. Let their touch render your peace. Let them bring your forgiveness and Lord, we 
Sympathize with our weaknesses, since you yourself were weak. Let the fullness of your power be with us. You know our need for healing. Touch our minds and our bodies and make them whole. Let us know your complete forgiveness and help us to forgive ourselves completely. Let the gentleness of your healing touch. Rest upon us. Lay your hands gently. Lay your hands. So, welcome back again to the second part of Sacred Space. My name is John Keeley, still joined in the studio here by Emma Williams, and Shane is with us on the Sky Plan. And of course, as promised, we're going to chat today about the World Meeting of Families that's coming up later on this year, sometime in August. So, first of all, Emma, welcome again. Maybe you can let us know, first of all, when's it on and what is the World Meeting of Families? Okay, I suppose, um, John, the World Meeting of Families um, is something that Pope Francis has asked that will be held. Mm -hmm. And he, I suppose, particularly picked Ireland and he particularly picked Dublin. Uh, there were a couple of other cities that were very interested in mm-hmm. um, having it. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, he wanted it okay. in Dublin. So uh, I suppose a lot of people have heard that Pope Francis is coming, mm-hmm. but they may not be aware of what the actual World Meeting of Families actually is. Okay. Um, the World Meeting of Families is a national or an international gathering that has taken place over many number of years now. A bit, a little bit, I think people probably may be more f- familiar with World Youth Day. Okay. A little bit sim- similar to World Youth Day, but it's predominantly for families. Okay. Uh, so it's taking place this year from the opening on the 21st of August and then running through until the Sunday. Um, I suppose the decision was made that rather than having an opening ceremony in Dublin on the Tuesday, that um, the opening ceremonies will take place simultaneously in uh, all cathedrals and in all dioceses in Ireland. So in Limerick, we will be having um, a ceremony in uh, St. John's Cathedral on the evening of uh, the 21st of August okay. at 7pm. Um, hopefully, we're hoping and we're in the planning at the moment with the City Council that there will be a street party on the streets of Limerick prior to that. Okay. I suppose it's a, for us on the organising committee, the idea of a street party is to try and get people Involved that wouldn't otherwise go into the cathedral, uh, taking, I suppose, from Pope Francis to go out into the courtyards. So that's mm-hmm. what we're hoping to do, that we can celebrate um, before he comes to Limerick, on the streets of Limerick, before he comes to Ireland. So after that, then, I suppose there'll be a lot of us then getting in our cars on Tuesday evening and we'll be hightailing it to Dublin. Uh, the World Meeting of Families Pastoral Congress then takes place over three days in uh, the, the RDS. And I think really this is going to be quite an amazing event. I actually think people don't actually realise, and particularly the media, I don't think they're actually going to realise the size that the RDS is going to be and the the amount of people that are going to be there. Um, Booking at this point has gone over 22,000 people over 
attending each day of the three days. Mm. Uh, completely booked out for one-day tickets for the Friday. There are a few tickets available at the moment for the Wednesday and Thursday. Can I just bring it back a bit now? Because I say... Am I galloping on on you, John? No, no, no. <laughs> but in the media, I'd say, and maybe a lot of people think, well, meeting the families is only about the pub coming on Saturday and Sunday. And that's what I mean. It's, it's not. not. I mean, there's actually a huge event planned um, with, uh, as I say, there's over 20,000 people booked in to come to the RDS. They're looking on it on being the biggest meeting that has taken place for the World Meeting of Families, bigger than what they had in Philadelphia, bigger than what they had in Milan before that. So it's looking like it's going to be uh, a very big event. Okay. Um, and I suppose it's looking positive in the sense that it's going to be a lot of young families as well because there's 5,000 under-18s booked in and they have a full... Um, I suppose, package, if okay. for want of a better word, for children from three years to 18 years of age. So they will be divided into different areas and they will have their own sessions running in the mornings parallel to the to Very the sessions for the, for the adults. Very good. So, uh, you know, there'll be different things going on. There'll be games, there'll be UCAT, there'll be dif- mm. testimonies, music for the young people. Good, good. Um, there's some excellent uh, speakers I suppose some more well-known than others. Mm-hmm. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure, Shane, you probably recognise some more of the names than I do, but certainly... Just, yeah, just looking at it, each of the days of the Congress has its own particular theme. Uh, so, for example, Wednesday the 22nd focuses on the faith and family and faith. And, you know, as you said, as you said, Emer, like the, the, the Congress itself is actually going to be bigger than the, the event, you know, with Pope Francis calling. And I suppose if people are trying to get their heads around again, if people attended the Eucharistic Congress in 2012, it's the similar idea at, at the RDS, where you're going to have in different parts of the RDS, you'll have different speakers and panels talking about different topics all around the particular theme of each of the days. So on Wednesday, it focuses on the family and faith. On Thursday, it focuses on the family and love. And then on Friday, it focuses on the family and hope. And just, you know, and it's, 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 it's an interesting, just looking even at some of the topics that are going to be covered in these panels and these discussions. For example, if you take the Friday, uh, which talks about family and hope, it's also dealing with serious issues. So it's talking about safeguarding children and vulnerable adults. And that panel is going to include people like Mary Collins and Cardinal Sean O'Malley from Boston. You know, people that are uh, dealing with these issues at the highest levels in the church. There's also, I love one that, that jumped out at me. It's glued to our phones. Can technology become more family friendly? Now, they still have to announce who the participants of that panel are going to be. But I said that could be an interesting one. It's also talking about things like ministering to families with members in prison. Or another one is breaking the silence, dealing with domestic violence. And that was one that jumped out at me. And the, the, the moderator or the chairperson of that discussion is going to be Nora Casey, which many people, many people uh, will, will, you know, will recognize her name. So, you, you know, it's talks like that that are going to be held over the Wednesday, the Thursday and the Friday. Now, as Emer said, you have to get a ticket to go to each of the Congress days at the RDS. And they were offering the tickets for one days and then for three day packages. Now, most of the one days on the Friday are, are gone. Friday's completely gone. So that leaves you then for Wednesday and Thursday if you just want to attend one day of the Congress itself. And obviously then if you wanted to you know, get value for money, you'd get uh, the three-day tickets to attend as much of the Congress as, you, could, as you, could particularly, you particularly could. Now, we can't go through every single 
uh, topic that's going to be on at the Congress on this morning's radio program. There's actually too much uh, because there are so many different things. One that caught my eye from the Thursday email, and I'd love to see what it would be like. The title is called When Plates Fly. Fly. I love it. Yeah, yeah I've spotted it. That was one I had actually highlighted myself. Yeah. On the reality of love in family life. You know, it's, 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 there's things like this. Then there, there will be other ones. Like, um, for example, for anyone that um, follows our blog on, on, on the radio program, we often use the, the, the videos and the links from the Ministry of Word on Fire, which is a ministry in the United States founded by Robert Barron, which promotes evangelization and, and the Catholic faith. And Bishop Robert Barron is actually going to be uh, speaking at the Congress. So unfortunately, if I was in Dublin, that would be one of my uh, top top 10 uh, to get to as well. So the idea is that you have three days of the Congress. The morning sessions will be each of these talks that people can pick and go to and see which ones they want to attend. And then in the afternoon, what happens is everyone comes together in the main RDS uh, arena, which is the where the where the rugby matches are held or where the, 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 the Aga camp is held, just so the people can get their heads around it. And there will be a mass and then there will be, um, what do you call it, uh, witnesses statements or, or kind of people demonstrating or witnessing to their faith, different talks, testimonies. Held in the, testimonies, that's the word I was looking for, thank you, at the main arena uh, each, on each of the days on the Wednesday, the Thursday and the Friday. Now, the other thing just for people to be aware of is there's also morning and evening um, programs for people that mightn't be able to attend during the day. So in the mornings, they're doing what are called business breakfasts. Um, so, and they're still, they're, they're still being organized. And then there's also evening sessions, which are kind of, once the main event, once the main mass and the testimonies are over in the arena and people kind of head home for the evening, for those that couldn't attend during the day, there's kind of, um, rep- some of the panels are repeated so that people can uh, participate again and at least get some benefit from the Congress. And so it, it, there's, there's a huge uh, selection there. And unfortunately, the best way to view it is to go to, to the, the website, website, which is worldmeeting2018.ie. So that's worldmeeting2018.ie. And like I would say, if people, you know, if you wanted to really get a benefit out of the Congress, it would be, or the World Meeting families, it would be go to the Congress itself. Because while Pope Francis and the media attention is going to be on his visit on the Saturday and the Sunday, like the World Meeting of Families is a five-day event, which has been, we're building up to it all the time. It's not just going to be those five days in August. We've had the Amoris program in parishes throughout the country and throughout Limerick Diocese. There's, had, there's been preparations in different parishes. There's been things happening at Knock, uh, you know, which we've all been building up this for the last year or more. And, and it's just to, just to remind people that, that this isn't just a once-off event. Uh, it's, it's supposed to be kind of a process which helps us to explain, explore, understand, and share the positive message about family and family life that the church holds out to a very secular, uninterested, disengaged world, but which a world at the same time which is looking for hope, looking for a message, and looking for an alternative. And that's what it's about. Because I suppose it's like something Pope Benedict has said or Pope Francis has said. It's not all no, 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 no. It's trying to explain things in a more positive sense. Thanks for that, Shane. Thank you. Just going back again, Ava, now to, to the actual event in the three days. 
Um, it's getting fairly full, so I mean, uh, I mean, they expect that the, that it would have sold out before August. So therefore, is it uh, worth anybody going online over the moment? Oh, at the moment? the moment, very, very, very important to go online at the moment. Okay. Um, you need to go online as soon as possible. Um, now, and book your tickets. If you book your ticket, is it? I, I would you be assured of getting into one of these talks? Or? Uh, yes, because um, okay, okay. The, the venues are quite big. I mean, you're talking about quite large halls and I suppose they're looking at um, I suppose their biggest concern is the celebration of Eucharist but they're looking at alternatives that they can actually um, I suppose live stream for want of a better word if you can't actually get into the room but um, certainly I would say be encouraging people get out there and book your tickets as soon as possible don't be because I I think talking to people I'm talking to people meeting them on the street and they're saying yeah I'm going to go to Dublin for the Congress and you're Mm. saying well have you booked your ticket (laughs) and they're going "Uh, no Mm. and people think I think still think that they'll be able to just rock up in in August and that's certainly not going to be the case I've heard this mentioned in parishes because some parishes were thinking about organising buses and so on and so forth but they said it's very important that you guys register I mean the parishes will organise a bus but they won't organise the registration no you have to get your tickets and I suppose then we come on to the to the event that's really causing a lot of heartache over tickets. Okay. It's the Festival of Families on the Saturday night. Uh, the Festival of Families is a concert type event that will be taking place in Croke Park on uh, the Saturday night. Mm. Um, I saw from some of the media clippings that were out there yesterday, it's rumoured very strongly now at this stage that Andrea Bocelli will be one of the um, people mm. that will attend that. Okay. Unfortunately, tickets for that are not going to go on general release, which is caused is causing a lot of people okay. problems. Uh, certainly, uh, tickets are still available for people if they book their three-day for the Congress. Yes. They will be guaranteed a ticket for the Saturday. But other than that, unfortunately, unless you have a ticket booked to this stage for the, for the, for the Saturday night, yes. those tickets are not available. Mm. Which is going to be... Um, people are going to get upset. People are going to get upset. And I suppose, um, unfortunately, the capacity of Croke Park is such that it won't take... Um, but like the authorities in Croke Park would say that they're getting more calls about this event than they are about it here. So that'll tell you how, uh, you know, people yeah. people are... We're, we, we're led to believe if we were to look at the paper and things like that, that we're living in... Uh, a non-Catholic yes. environment, but still, yes. there's a, there seems to be a huge interest in Pope Francis. When I was um, watching it last year from Philadelphia, Saturday night was a beautiful it's evening. It's beautiful. It's a, it's gorgeous because there will be um, five or six families giving their testimonies. Yes. There will be music. There will be dance, and the Pope then will uh, will address the the. The most important isn't there Eucharistic adoration for some time too. Is I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure. I don't know. But it, why I said that now is because again, people are, people might be forgetting this isn't a show like. No, it's it's. This is a prayerful. It's a prayerful reflection, but reflection. I think it's a prayerful, joyful reflection. Exactly. I think that's the word that we're looking mm-hmm. for. Um, mm. I suppose for me, it's what I'm really looking forward to. Yes. Is the Saturday mm. night? Yes, because uh, yep. because even even those reflections from those families. Who are giving their own story? Yeah, and they're going to be international mm-hmm. families, so it's and, going to be wonderful. And and no doubt those to- those stories are going to touch various parts of family life that we all want to hear about anyway. Uh, yeah. No, I think I think it should be. I think the, I think it'll be special because the important thing is that. Emer, like, go on, China. Yeah, Emer. I was just going to ask: at this stage, is there any indication whether either the festival of families on the Saturday night? 
is going to be uh, televised. I'm not definite on that one, Shane, but I have a feeling... Mm. I know certainly... um, they're talking about, uh, there's been lots of conversations about American channels Mm-mm. and American channels having rights to it. So I imagine that, that it will be televised. When or where or how, I'm not clear on. As soon as I sure. find out more, I'll let you know. Well, I, I, tell you, I, I, I would hope that it's televised because I think it would be awful mm, if people miss it. I, I, I'd be very surprised, very surprised if it's not an EWTN. It'll mm. be on there, I say, because every, every big event, every big paper event that that's happens, Mm. And so I have no doubt it'll be on EWTN mm. because even for the last two or three, I've seen them mm. on EWTN. Mm. It's the only way I can see it. Like, the, <laughs> the, one, the, one, the one thing about the Festival of Families, I hope, it is, I hope that it is televised because my own experience from the World Youth Days, the, the, the night before the final mass, mm. the vigil night at the World Youth Days, mm-hmm. is one of, the, it's, it's one of the highlights of the events. And it bring, as you said, it brings thing, people together for reflection Prayerful reflection, music, testimonies, and of course, you know, one of the things, of course, this time around is, of course, one of the special guests that will be attending and participating, of course, will be Pope Francis. Um, so that will make it a very special moment for those that will be lucky enough to be able to get into. And Croke I think Park the fact that Croke Park is such a small venue as well, it'll be quite intimate. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not going yeah, to be. That, a, that's, it's not yeah, going that to was be. The thing that struck me, yeah. It's not going to be um, like a big, 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 big field. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, and I think that's it, why it, the it, numbers are even limited, less than what they thought mm. for security reasons. Yeah, it's 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 see, that's I suppose what people have to bear in mind when you're looking at these events. We all know Croke Park takes what is it, eighty thousand? Eighty thousand for an All Ireland Day. For an All Ireland Day, but remember. You know, there will be kind of, if you like, a stage area. So probably at one end, out of the canal end or the, or the you know, the, the hill end. So they're going to lose that part of it. Then you have to bear in mind there's a lot of strict rules and regulations in terms of health and safety. And obviously, because the Pope is attending, there's obviously going to be security, security. concerns as well. And I know certainly so they're hoping be- to have people like groups from different parishes, representatives of a lot of the parishes in in, in the country. They're also hoping to have um, representatives from a lot of the homeless charities and that as well so it's going to be you know tickets are are gold to be quite honest mm, and gold. are the and certainly and i suppose the pope we does have quite a packed day when he is in dublin that day i mean he's he's literally only going to be in ireland for 36 hours but for a man of his age he's packing a lot into it no, i mean mm. he's visiting the homeless in the capuchin center he's um mm-hmm. going to the pro cathedral so he's doing quite a bit and then I suppose they, which, yeah, the, the Saturday, the Saturday, Emer, just so that people are aware, that the Pope arrives in. He comes in around ten o'clock on, on the Saturday, Saturday morning. Yeah. He then goes to meet Oris Nukdron for the diplomatic side of things, and to meet the president and to meet the diplomatic court, who will give a speech. Then, as you said, one of the, in terms of itinerary, where he's visiting on the day, he's going to the Capuchin Centre. So that for people there, what's that? That's Brother Kevin. That's yeah. Merchant's Key. Uh, then obviously he he he's going to go to the Croke Cathedral because it's the Cathedral of Dublin, and then on to Croke Park. So it's it's a very it's a very packed schedule. And for those that will be lucky enough to get tickets to go to Croke Park, you'll need to be planning ahead because remember there will be street closures and so on and so forth across Dublin on the day to to allow for the movement of the Pope around the city. So and I'm just, sure we'll just be able to talk about those a little bit nearer at the time once people know what mm. they're going to and what. 
Um, exactly. And then I suppose on Sunday then he's, uh, I suppose, which was only announced last week officially, mm-hmm. uh, he's mm. heading to Knock. So he's departing by plane for Knock on Saturday morning, on the Sunday morning at 20 to 9. He's going to be in Knock for quarter to 10. Uh, he's visiting the chapel. He's saying the um, Angelus at, and he's going to be back in the airport again at quarter to 11. So it's literally... Mm. Uh, a whistle stop tour to knock. Um, they have assured us that there will be tickets available for that uh, again online for, from tomorrow, uh, the 25th of uh, June. June. But again, pe- I think people need to be very realistic about this. There's only going to be 45,000 tickets. So I would say to people, I mean, if they're interested in, in traveling, mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't the full details of how those these tickets are going to be allocated, apart from the fact that they're going to be online next uh, tomorrow morning. So yeah. um, I'm not sure. I, I would be afraid that people will get disappointed too tomorrow morning because that's, we. Yeah, that's the thing that people need to be need to be realistic about it. The events. They're ticket. They're strictly ticket only, and I think that's something that has to be emphasised again and again. It's not a case of you just been able to rock up. It is not 1979 all over again, where people just turned up for health and safety and for security. You must have a ticket, and you will if you will not be let in if you do not have that ticket. And just for people to be aware of that, um, and it's just 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 be conscious of it. The tickets are not there to exclude people, just so we're clear on that as well. It's purely from health and safety and crowd control and a security point of view as well in, the day, in this day and age that we live in. And as Emer said, the tickets for Knock and for Phoenix Park yeah, will be available. There, no yeah, we'll, I'll, I'll bring you on to that in a minute. But they will be available tomorrow morning on the, web, the website so for people to click in. So, Emer, we've done the Saturday. Now, the big event on the Sunday. Now, Take us through that. We'll probably have about two minutes on this now, Emer, and then we'll go for a bit of music. So, we'll okay. just wrap it up with so I suppose the, the big event then is the final mass of the, Eucharistic Cong- or of the Eucharistic Congress of the World Meeting of Families. And this takes place in the Phoenix Park at three o'clock. The Pope is expected to arrive in Phoenix Park at half two. Again, um, this is going to be a big event. Um, 600,000 not will be allowed into Phoenix Park. So I would say people will not have a problem getting tickets for the Phoenix Park. Again, I suppose it's worth noting that you can't go to the Papal Mass and go to Knock. Um, they're making that quite clear on the website that you can only book one or the other. Again, I suppose people need to think about it when they're planning, if they're planning to go to, to Phoenix Park or in turn Knock that I suppose it's not for the infirm. Uh, Time and time again, we're being warned that there's going to be a lot of walking involved on the Sunday um, and a lot of... um, And it's going to be a long day because there aren't going to be seats in Phoenix Park either. Uh, But again, it's going to be something that's a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And again, I would urge people to get online tomorrow morning or tomorrow during the day um, and uh, book their tickets. I know many of the pastoral centres and the community centres in different parishes are making people available to help people with that tomorrow and during the week. And I myself um, are available. If anybody needs to contact me, they can contact me on limerick at worldmeeting2018.ie and I will give them any advice or uh, help that they need. I'm certainly, I know I'm meeting up with some groups during the week to help with registration. So I'm planning for a busy week in the coming few days. Thanks for that, Emma. John, one last thing, if I may. Emer, um, just just one final thing. 
the organisation for World Meeting of Families, they are still appealing for volunteers. Volunteers, yes. Thank you for reminding me that, Shane. Uh, they have, I suppose, between, I think, five and 6,000 volunteers, but they need up in 10,000. They've now gone to looking for people for one day. So particularly for the Sunday, they need a lot of volunteers for the Phoenix Park. So I would encourage people, if you think you'd like to be involved, again, all the information you need is on the website. And I'm sure that... Um, Shane, you'll put up those details on the blog yeah. as well. We'll we'll link it across as well. And you're just 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 you're just being smart about it. If people were interested in volunteering and they wanted to go to the Phoenix Park, it'd be one way of getting access. Yeah, and same with the Croke Park. Sorry about mm-hmm. this now, guys. Time time has caught us. We'll, we'll, we'll have to go for this break. Even we might have you back again before maybe sometime in July. Perfect. If yep. you can try and fit in some, some, some time there. In the meantime, there's a piece of music that, that uh, I, I heard first of all, and I liked it uh, when we were doing the parish conversations, uh, the Amaris conversations in the various parishes. This one is entitled The Voyage by Johnny Doohan. So let's hear this. first mate we signed on together couple of fate raised up our anchor determined not to fail for the heart's treasures together we set sail with no maps to guide us, we steered our own course. Whether the storms when the winds were gale force, sat out the doldrums with patience and hope. Working together, we learned how to cope. Life is a In troubled waters It keeps us afloat When we started the voyage There was just me and you But now look around us We have our own crew Ooh. 
So welcome back again to the third part of Sacred Spaces. My name is John Keeley, still joined by Emma. Thank you so much for that for that information and sharing there, Emma, and the world meeting the families. And Shane is still with us on, on Skype. We read and reflect on the Word of God in this part of the program. Um, Shane, have you got the prayer before we read and reflect on Scripture, please? Sure. <clears throat> we, Lord, we thank you for putting us in the presence of your Word, which you inspired in your prophets. May we approach this word reverently, attentively, and humbly. May we not despise this word, but receive all it has to say to us. We know that our hearts are closed, often incapable of comprehending the simplicity of your word. Send your spirit to us so that receiving the word in truth and simplicity, our lives may be transformed by it. Let us not be resistant, Lord. May your word penetrate us like a two-edged sword. May our hearts be open to it. Let not our eyes be closed nor our minds wander, but may we give ourselves entirely to this listening. We ask this, Father, in union with Mary, who used to recite the Psalms through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Thanks for that, Shane. So the Gospel for today, for the Nativity of St. John the Baptist, is taken from the Gospel of Luke. Amen. Would you mind sharing that uh, reading of the Gospel, please? The time came for Elizabeth to have her child, and she gave birth to a son. And when her neighbours and relations heard that the Lord had shown her such a great kindness. They shared her joy. Now on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child. They were going to call him Zechariah after his father. But his mother spoke up and said, No, she said, he is to be called John. They said to her, But no one in your family has that name, and made signs to his father to find out what he wanted him called. The father asked for a writing tablet and wrote, His name is John, and they were all astonished. At that instant his power of speech returned and he spoke and praised God. All their neighbours were filled with awe, and the whole affair was talked about throughout the hill country of Judea. All those those who heard it treasured it in their hearts. What will this child turn out to be, they wondered. And indeed, the hand of the Lord was with him. The child grew up and his spirit matured, and he lived out in the wilderness until the day he appeared openly to Israel. Israel. Thank you for that, Amen. So, Shane, um, would you like to start us off with a little reflection on that, please? In terms of in terms of reflection on this on this gospel, I suppose we've taken a step out of uh, accompanying uh, the gospel of Mark during this year, and we have Luke's account of the birth of John the Baptist. And of course, there's a lot of similarities between uh, John's story and Jesus's birth. We have the, the the visit of the angel to Zechariah and to Mary, but the key part of it, I suppose, is the response to each. Whereas Mary responds in faith, Zechariah responded and didn't quite believe what was going to happen and for that of course he lost the power of speech until we have the account of John's naming in today's gospel um, I suppose the other side of it as if the one thing that come out of it for me I think is something this was Emer uh, we were talking about during the break is that the fact that eventually you know God will work miracles for each of us in our own, in our own way but in his time you know um, in terms of, you know, Elizabeth was there. At the time, not having a child was very much seen as being kind of a, a lack of God's love and attention. So the, the fact that God, uh, you know, uh, gave that blessing to Elizabeth uh, was something which, of course, led to great rejoicing about the re- among the relatives and neighbors. And everyone showed her great kindness and they shared her joy. Something I suppose that we need to remind ourselves that you know uh, children are a joy or can be a joy to, in when they when they arrive in people's lives. Um, it's 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 an, it's a because it's it's falling outside the Sunday cycle. It's a little hard I suppose to to look at it, but reflecting on the gospel, I suppose we have to see um, 
the work and the, the way we respond to God's interventions in our lives and being open and willing to accept uh, whichever way the Spirit may lead us. But also the key part of that is being willing to being open and to discerning uh, what way the Spirit is calling us to, to, to respond in our day-to-day lives. And, and for me, I think that was the thing that came out of the, the Nativity Gospel, the, this Nativity Gospel, the Nativity of John the Baptist this Sunday. Thanks for that, Shane. Amy, did you have a thought on it? I suppose for me it was kind of similar to what Shane was saying there, but it was a bit like, you know, um, at times uh, we can almost be, I won't say deaf to God, but we can kind of try to ignore mm-hmm. God. And a bit like um, John's father, you know, he, he was made... Um, he lost his speech yeah. and sometimes God can ha- has to do extreme things to get us to pay attention mm-hmm. and sometimes I know in my own life that if I could actually just listen to what God was saying to me <laughs> and take the straight road rather than the yeah. <laughs> the things would be a lot more uh, a lot more simple and it's all very well I think that today but when it comes to another situation mm-hmm. I'll decide okay God I'm not listening to you today yeah. and I have to struggle along myself and eventually I'll, uh, he'll get it right. I'll get it. He'll get it right with me. I think we all have that problem. I think we all have that. I had something very similar myself. You know, we were at lecture debate there on Monday night with Father Frank Duick and, and a number of us were there. And one of the things they came up with just this: you know, the, the neighbours and the relations, they wanted to call the child Zachariah after his father, but God had other plans. And it, it already told Zachariah earlier that the child was to be called John. And sometimes in our life we might be asked by the Lord to do something different to what to the way it was all always done, or the way tradition held it, or the way the covenant was, and so on and so forth. But maybe God wants us to go a different way. And sometimes that's not too easy, but as Emma said, we've got to be open to whatever the Lord wants. And if that means going against the crowd and so on and so forth, and if that means, I mean, we were just speaking about the world meeting the families and, and how important that is and the emphasis on, on that. I mean, God wants the whole um, the whole world meeting the families, I'm sure the Holy Spirit has organised this to be in this country at this particular time when we're struggling ourselves with various issues and things that have been thrown at us um, in our lives these days. But maybe the Lord is asking us, listen, let's hang on now. I mean, Amy just mentioned a few things and a few topics that are coming up there in the world meeting the families. And that's why I think it's important that uh, just during the break again, we were, we were just having a chat with ourselves. Um, Shane uh, came up with the idea and, and, and Amy agreed that we have another uh, program, maybe in a few weeks' time, dedicated completely to a Morris. To complete it to the way that, 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 that uh, we were asked to address isn't that right in the parishes? That's well. I suppose when the the Pope asked, from Pope Francis asked yeah. for um, the World Meeting Families in Ireland to be held in Ireland, mm. he asked that we would pray and reflect on his um, encyclical on yeah. family life and Morsliditia. And this happened in various in various parishes where where people spoke about their own experiences. And and so this isn't pie in the, pie in the sky stuff. I mean, this is how this is applies to ourselves. So we thought maybe it was a good idea, but Shane thought it was a good idea, and Emma agreed. So in a few weeks' time, we'll have Emma back again. Where are you going to get all this time? We're not too sure, but I know the Lord will arrange something. Thanks again for coming us uh, for, for, for joining us today. Um, thank you so much. And, and Shane, thanks a lot. Uh, I think next week we're going to have Father Eamon Conway join us again, and Father uh, Father mm-hmm. Eamon is going to he's going to bring us um, to Lockdog. 
So he's going to share with us his thoughts again on Magdeburg and what it's all about and what it's like to experience it and so on and so forth. So we look forward to that. In the meantime, we'll go for our final bit of music. And this morning, um, this is my wife's favourite piece of music. It's from the Limit Gospel Choir. And this one is entitled, Oh Happy Day. So next week, God bless you all now. Bye.